0: If we make our decisions according to his word he hears us if we go about our business according to his word he hears us why because we're doing it according to his word we're doing it according to his will because his will is his word welcome to wesley Amazon church where we're working the vineyard through faith worship witness and service sometimes our spiritual vision can get a little blurry we don't see things clearly our spiritual focus has gotten off Well, today, Pastor Jones shares a message that will help us get our vision back in line. Let's go into the message. Our text is found in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And it reads, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God god amen amen i want to share today from the subject of the importance of spiritual focus the importance of spiritual focus let us pray gracious father we ask now that you bless this time that we share in your presence we ask god that you bless the time that we share in your word we ask now father that you would bless this message use it for your will and for your glory god Use me for your will and for your glory, God. Fill me and anoint me afresh, O God, to be of service to your kingdom. I ask now, God, that you'd open our ears and help us to listen. I ask, God, that you open our eyes, for we want to see Jesus. Then I pray that you'd open our hearts that we might receive him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the blessed Holy Ghost, amen. The importance of spiritual worship. When we think about focus, and maybe you've lost focus from time to time. Maybe you have been sitting somewhere and you lost focus on what you were doing, or or maybe you were in the middle of a project and you just couldn't seem to to focus on the thing that was in front of you, the task that was at hand. All of us from time to time have lost our focus on a task or maybe even something important that we were doing and, and we just couldn't seem to keep our focus on that thing. Well. We've got this message today that we want to share with you, and hopefully it will help us to understand that when it comes to our spiritual focus, it's important that we keep ourselves focused on the things of God. That we keep ourselves focused on the spiritual things that are vitally important to our Christian walk. See, in our text, we find that uh, Paul is writing to the believers, and, and he's telling them that you've got to keep your mind stayed on God. That you've got to have your mind renewed and transformed and that you've got to go through a process where you go through a metamorphosis and have your self changed. Paul is sharing with us in the text about being transformed and he he gives us a warning or he tells us that we should be sacrificial in our worship. He tells us that we are to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice because this is the least that we could do. This is our reasonable service is to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. But when I start thinking about the word focus, and it talks about us having our attention and concentrating on something. A spiritual focus helps to mold and shape us into a sacrificial worshipers that will honor God. So let's talk about how and the why concerning spiritual focus. See, the first thing that I want us to see out of our text is this we must focus on the word. The beginning of verse 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world. In our text, the word conform in the Greek means to concern for the outer or the appearance of a person. Yes, the conform means that there's something on the outside that has changed. Something on the outside has been shaped and molded in a certain image. So we want to talk about how we can change our outer man, how we can change and become that thing that God, or become that person that God wants us to be, that we carry out his will and his purpose in the earth. See, God wants the church to stop looking like the world. Yes, the church has continued to look like the world more and more as time goes by. At some point, we've got to stop behaving like the world. We've got to stop dressing in the same garments that the world dresses in. We've got to begin to dress ourselves in the righteousness of Christ again. We've got to begin to dress ourselves in the holiness of God once again. The church has got to stop looking like the world. The church has got to take off the garments of the world and began to put on the garments of Christ once again. See, every year during the fashion industry, they have this event where they will come out and they will share with us the, the new trends for the coming season. They will share the colors for the up and coming season. And, and everybody will begin to go out and buy those colors. They'll, they'll go out and buy those certain types of clothes that they say are trending now because this is what the fashion industry says is trending. Yes, and the world does that to the church as well. Remember when we uh, used to follow the trends of the world? Yes, yeah, yeah, you followed the trends of the world. Remember when you used to dress a certain way, uh-huh. Yeah, I remember when I was in high school and the preppy look was out. Yeah, everybody wanted to have their members-only jacket and have their penny loafers. And, and then came along that that b-boy movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody had to have their Kango hat and they had to have their sweatsuit with their, their fresh adidas and you got your big glasses. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, see, we all did that because that was the trend. That was the thing to do. And then don't forget about the triple fat goose coat. Oh man, you was doing something if you had one of those. Where everybody had to follow the trends. And in fact, you were popular if you didn't have those things. But when we think about that, even in the spiritual side of life, the world tries to establish us in their garments. The world tried to tell us, this is what you should be doing. This is how you should be living your life. And many Christians have fallen for that deception and began to live their life like the world has lived their life. See, the believer must always keep in mind that the world deals in trends and things that are temporary. God always deals in things that are lasting and eternal. Let me ask you the question. Would you want your salvation to be temporary or a trend? Or do you want your salvation to be lasting and eternal? So why is it that we treat our salvation if it's some trending thing on Twitter or Facebook? Why do we worship God as if he owes us a favor? we got to begin to learn and understand that we owe God everything. God doesn't owe us anything. We owe God our very lives. We owe God our very existence. So we should give sacrificially of ourselves, of our service to God, because that is our reasonable service, as Paul says. See, giving our attention to scripture helps to give us a standard for our lives. Yes, when we pay attention to scripture and we read scripture, scripture gives us a standard for our lives and it helps to shape the way we live. It helps to shape the standard that we set our lives upon. And our standards are shaped upon the word of God. See, the text for us says that be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Our minds are renewed when we began to take in the word of God and the word of God begins to deal with us. The word of God begins to deal with the things that we have thought previously. The word of God begins to take root in us. And as that word takes root in us, it begins to move out that stuff that no longer needs to be there. It begins to move out that junk that we have brought in from the world. And as the word of God takes root in us, we begin to go through a transformation. See Leviticus 11:44 says, "I am the Lord your God; consecrate yourselves and be holy, because I am holy." That's not a suggestion; that is a command. God is asking His church to put on the garments of holiness one more time. To put on the garments of holiness and quit putting on the garments of the world. As the church, we got to make sure that we're dressing righteously before God. And in fact, we can only be dressed righteously because of the righteousness of his son, Jesus Christ. So let us take off the worldly garments and put on the garments of Christ Jesus. See, John 17 and 14 tells us that we are hated by the world because we don't follow the world system. We don't follow the world system, that system that is under the control of Satan, but we follow the system that God has established. We follow the system that governs the kingdom of God. And if we're following the world system, it tells us in 1 John 2 and 15 that if we love the world, if we love the system that is controlled by Satan, that we don't have the love of the Father in us. And since we don't have the love of the Father in us because we're following the world system, how can we say that we're doing the right thing? How can we say that we're in and doing the will of God? You see, we must make sure that we focus on the word of God because the word helps to transform us and to make us new creatures in Christ Jesus. Yes, if life is going on for you and you haven't seen any changes, maybe you're doing the wrong thing. Yes, we gotta learn to begin to focus on the word of God so that we can get that word down on the inside of us. But not only must we focus on the word, we must focus the word on us. The second portion of that second verse is, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yes, we must have our minds renewed. We must change the way we think. We must change our, our thought process, but we need to have something that will govern that change. And that thing is the word of God. When the word of God comes into our hearts and we begin to let it find that resting place, we begin to read the word of God on a continuous basis. And the more we read the word of God, God's will becomes clearer to us. And as God's will becomes clearer to us, we begin to understand what God desires and what God wants from us. See, in scripture, we can get the concept of God's word being food for the hungry soul. We don't survive without food. Amen. We don't survive without natural food. So it's the same in the spirit. Our spirit man cannot survive unless we feed him. See Psalms 19 and 103 says, tells us that the word of God is as sweet as honey. Oh, hallelujah. Jeremiah 15 and 16 says, when I discovered that the words, I devoured them. Oh my God. And then in first Peter two and two, it says that we should be craving the word of God. Like a newborn babe craves and desires the sincere milk. And like they also cry out for it. Aren't you glad that God has given us these words to help us to understand? Aren't you glad that God has given his word that we might know what he desires from us? But do we desire it like a babe? Are we crying out for the word like a baby cries out for a bottle in the middle of the night? We got to cry out for the word of God, just like that newborn baby. We got to cry out for the word of God because it's going to do good to our souls. When we cry out for the word of God, it will help us to get the word of God down in us. And that word of God can begin to then work on us. Yes, not only do we get the word in us, but we got to let the word work on us. That's why we got to focus the word on us. See, when the word gets rooted inside of us, where there is a, a place for it to be rooted, then outward things begin to get transformed. Yes, we change from the inside out. When we to, the word begins to work on the inside of us and begin to deal with that junk that's down on the inside of us, it will begin to move some of that junk out of the way. And the word will begin to blossom inside of us, leading us to change outwardly. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, maybe you don't do the things that you used to do anymore. I don't go to places I used to go anymore. The reason that you can say that is because the word began to work on the inside of you. The word began to do its job down on the inside of you. And see, when we think about this thing, we have to be, when we've been saved, we got to make sure that we're eating the right and proper diet. Yes, when we get saved, we got to learn to eat and eat from the word of God. We got to learn to get our meals from the word of God. We must check our diet if we're not changing outwardly. Yes, if there's some things that are not changing in us, if there's some things that are still in us, plaguing us, we got to check our diet to see what we're eating. But question is, have you been eating a clean diet or a dirty diet? If you have been eating a dirty diet, you've been eating dirty. That means you've been eating all of the junk and the processed food of the world. You've been eating all of the mess that the world has been giving to you and you've been taking it in and then digesting it. But you gotta learn that yes, it may be appealing, but it's not good for you. Yes, it even may taste good, but it's not good for you. And it even may feel good, but it's not good for you. And in the end, it leads you to the doorstep of death. Yes, you gotta understand when you eat a dirty diet, it will lead you to the doorstep of death. But when we eat a clean diet, it promotes life. It, it may not be appealing, but its benefits are all good. It, it may not taste the way that you expected it to because you're reading real food now. You're eating food that is not fake. You're eating food with no additives to it. Yeah, And sometimes it doesn't make you feel the best because it's cleansing it and reversing the effects of that worldly diet that we've been eating. And in the end, we experience all the better for life. In the end, we experience a better quality of life. In the end, we will experience a fuller life. In the end, we will experience a rewarding life. In the end, we will experience eternal life. Why? Because we changed our diet. We began to eat from the sincere milk of the word of God. And as we ate from that sincere milk of the word of God, we found ourselves focusing that word of God on our lives. And when the word of God began to focus on our lives, it began to deal with some things and change some things. And see, when I focus the word of God on my life, it helps me to walk free of sin. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, it begins to help me to walk freer and freer of sin each day. The more that I follow the Word of God, the more that the Word of God begins to work on me, I began to work off some things. Yeah, you don't don't cuss like you used to cuss. You don't drink like you used to drink. You don't smoke like you used to smoke. You don't do a lot of things that you used to do. Why? Because the Word of God started dealing with down on the inside and a transformation started to take place. And as that transformation started to take place, things began to move out of you that you didn't desire to be there anymore. And yes, when we can properly see the Word of God working on us, we can prosper in all that we do. Oh, hallelujah. You began to see things turn around for you. Why? Because you got a different mindset because the word has began to transform your mind and your thinking. And we began to transform by the word. We let the word work on us We will walk in truth. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, we'll walk in truth and stop walking in lies and falsehoods. And when we let that word work on us, we'll begin to walk in faith. Yes, walk in faith. We'll begin to trust God more. We'll begin to believe the word of God more. We'll begin to understand and know that in spite of what it looks like, God is still on the throne. In spite of what it looks like, God is still able. And yes, we'll begin to walk in peace. Oh, hallelujah. You'll have peace like you never had before because the word of God will start to soothe your mind. The word of God will start to let you know some things just aren't that important. The word of God will let you know. If you stay, you'll keep your mind stayed on him, he'll keep you in perfect peace. Oh yes, and you'll begin to walk in godly wisdom. You'll not only know what the scripture says, but you'll know how to apply them. You'll know what to do in certain situations because the wisdom of God has began to come into your life. Why? Because the word of God is working on you. Oh yes, we begin to walk in strength. Yeah, well, there's some times in life when we've been weak and we've been Walking in weariness, but when the word of God begins to work on you, when the word of God begins to take root in, it'll give you strength like you never had before. It'll give you strength to mount up with wings as eagle. It'll give you strength that you need that you might continue on your journey. It'll give you the strength that you need. Why? Because ultimately we're walking with God. Oh, hallelujah. When we let the word work on us, and that word begins to deal with those worldly things that were down on the inside of us, and we began to clean up our spiritual diet, and we began to walk with with the Lord. It'll begin to help us to see that we have been walking away from God. But now that the word is working on me, I can walk with my Lord. I can walk with my savior. I can walk with God like I've never walked before. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, God. The last thing that I want to share out of our text is this. Spiritual focus gives us the right perspective. The latter part of verse two says that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The word prove or approve, as some translations have it, means to both find and to follow. We must make sure that we are finding and following the will of God. He wants us to know what his will is. That's one of the reasons that God has given us his word. That's one of the reasons that we have the Bible, because God wants us to know what he has for us to do. He wants us to know the life desire that he has for us. He wants us to know the courses of action that he wants us to undertake in this world while we're here. See, the will of God is God's approved and accepted desired course of action relating to God's choices of what to do and not to do. See, God wants us to know what actions to take in life. How can we know what actions to take in life unless we know what God wants us to do? How can we do the will of God if we don't know what he wants us to do? He wants us to know his will. That's why he's given us his word. And yes, he's given us his word that we might begin to follow that word. And as scripture shows us, God's revealed his will to us through his holy word. When you think about the word of God and what it reveals to us, it reveals the mind of God. It reveals the thought process of God. It reveals the desires of God. And when we read his word, we know what he thinks and we know what he desires from humanity. It's just up to us now to carry it out and to live out the will of God in our lives. Let me give you an example of the text of showing you what the will of God is. In uh, 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 7, we can see that the will of God is for all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. It tells us that in the text of 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 7. And see, in the text, we discover that God expects us to pray and intercede on behalf of all people, including those in positions of authority. The ultimate purpose in the text is for people to be saved and to know the truth. The truth that only through God and his son, Jesus' death, can man be reconciled. Oh, hallelujah. It's only through the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. And it's only by the power of God that we can be reconciled to God himself. It's not by any other way. I don't care what the world tells you. The world will tell you there are many ways to God. There is only one way to God. The world might tell you that you don't have to follow the plans and the the will of God. But God Almighty says there is no negotiating i expect you as my believers i expect you as my body i expect you as my children to follow my plan i expect you to follow my will but we can also know the will of god through prayer and meditating on the things of god you see when we get in our good on our knees down our knees at night and we talk to god or or whether we wake up in the morning or we, we fall on our knees and we talk to god we're trying to find out and to know the will of god yes in prayer we can get the revealed will of God. Yes, in prayer, God can reveal his will to us. He can tell us what he wants us to know and to do in the midst of our prayer time with him. It's just simply having a talk with Jesus and making sure that you allow God to talk back with you. Yeah, don't go down and pray all the stuff that you wanna say to God and then get up and walk away. But make sure you take some time to sit there for a moment and listen to hear what God has to say back to you. Make sure you take the time to allow God to speak back to you after you spend time in prayer and God could give you the direction that you need for that day. He can give you the direction that you need to govern your life for that day or that moment. But how many times have we gone about our day without praying? How many times have we, we gone about thinking we were doing the right thing, but we never asked God about what we were doing? See, prayer is the way of God confirming his will in our lives. Oh, hallelujah. When you've been reading the word of God and the word of God starts to come up in you while you're praying, it's confirming that this is the will of God. See, God confirms his word when we, get, when we go down on our knees in prayer, he confirmed his word. And as he confirms his word in us, we know that when we get up, that we've got the will of God now, that we've got the direction from God that we need it now, that we know what God wants us to do now. Why? Because God confirmed it in us while we were on our knees and praying. And see, when we pray in connection with the word of God is in first John five and 14 said, this is the confidence which we have before him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Oh, hallelujah. If we ask according to his word, he hears us. If we make our decisions according to his word, he hears us. If we go about our business according to his word, he hears us. Why? Because we're doing it according to his word. We're doing it according to his will. Because his will is his word. You see, one of the ways that we are consenting to following the will of God is by following what Joshua says in Joshua 1 and 8 where he says, study this book of instruction continually and meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything that is written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. Oh, hallelujah. It's understanding and knowing that when we get into the word of God and we get into that word of God and then we get the word of God in us and we let that word of God begin to work on us and as it works on us and we begin to know now from a different perspective what the will of God is, what the purpose Purpose of God is in my life and as we began to understand that thing and as we began to know that thing we began to move in a different way we began to acknowledge things differently why because the will of God is now working in our lives. we've now got the will of God governing and guiding us we've now got the will of God showing us the right way to go we now know that we got to spend time in the word we now know that we got to fall on our knees in prayer we now know that we got to meditate day and night on the things of God we now know that as God works in me and as God works on me, then God can work through me. And when God begins to work through me, and he begins to use me for his will and for his glory, his purpose is being revealed in the world. His purpose is being revealed through me and through you. Why? Because we're in the will of God, and God is using us for his will and for his glory. I'm so glad that Jesus Christ was on the cross at Calvary that day. Why? Because it was the will of God. I'm so glad that he died that day. Why? Because he is the will of God. I'm so glad that he rose early that Sunday morning. Why? Because it was the will of God. I'm so glad that he sits now at the right hand of the father. Why? Because it is the will of God. Oh, hallelujah. As long as we understand that we got to live in the will of God. And we get there by his word. And getting his word in us. And by working his word on us. And then we come to have a different perspective. And we know that we've got to follow and keep the will of God in our lives oh hallelujah i pray today that you understand that the will of god is important to you and to me that the will of god in our lives is the most vital thing that we can have but we start by getting into the word and getting the word into us so that it can work on us and then we understand as we focus on that word it will give us a different perspective on this life that we live oh hallelujah oh god bleed glory Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you for tuning in today. We pray that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, drop us an email at wesleyonmain at yahoo.com. That's wesleyonmain at yahoo.com to let us know how this message has touched your life. Until next time, God bless.